Hey guys, welcome back to Chris and Harry Unplugged, episode 22. It's been a while. If you don't know who I am, I'm Chris Mowry. I'm a 21-year-old Gen Z liberal. Uh, about a year ago, I decided to hop on social media and work on trying to help Joe Biden get reelected, and at the time, work on uh, helping Democrats win the midterms. And I'm here with, who am I here with? I'm Harry Sisson, also a 21-year-old liberal, also on TikTok, been doing it since 2020. First, mine was my first like major presidential election, been trying to work to get Biden elected then and now as well. We're continuing it. We're going forward. Um, but yeah, we haven't been here in a while. And before we even get into the podcast, I will take responsibility. And I said this to Chris privately. This is largely my fault. And look at him smiling. He doesn't, he doesn't want to admit it. It's true. Uh, you know, it was, pa- it was bad because I went to D.C. I interviewed Secretary of State Blinken. Um, and then it was Christmas. And then it was New Year. And I was like, oh, we'll just keep putting it off. And Chris was like, let's film the pod. And now we're here. And now it's like... January twenty second and uh, yeah, Kevin, Kevin. and we're and we're here. That's okay though. That's okay. I, I'm I'm disagreeing. I think the uh, the blame is to share. But regardless of that, uh, I'm glad we're back and we're very excited to be back. Um, I know a lot of people have been watching our uh, TikToks lately. Our TikTok live uh, like debate. So pretty much almost every single night now, Harry and I um, separately um, do you know TikTok live debates where like we just one on one debate Trump supporters. Uh, it's it's super fun, and a lot of people from the podcast have kind of come in um, and have really enjoyed it. And a lot of the people listening to this have recently bought hoodies um, that uh, we made for the podcast. If you're familiar, there's a there's a link in the description if you want to you know be so uh, be be the best person ever and check them out. But uh, it's been really cool to like see the support for us and the podcast continue as um, even as we've taken a little hiatus from the podcast. So. Just want to let you guys know that we hope you're well, and we genuinely, from the bottom of our hearts, love and appreciate every single one of you. And as you know, last time, we started a little bit of a new format uh, for the podcast where, for right now, basically Harry and I each pick a story, uh, and we, we kind of present that story to each other without uh, without knowing about it. And uh, it usually creates for some good, some entertaining moments. We, we dive into politics a bit like we would uh, on a personal level, like we you know talk in private every single day, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, unless Harry wants to say anything else... You can you can start us off. Yeah, I think I'm good there, man. Um, but yeah, let's start off um, with immigration. Immigration, so such a such a topic in the news recently. You know, certainly something that's going to be on the minds of voters in 2024, depending on what happens between now and then. Um, but you know, we have some with immigration and with the influx of people coming to the border. There does. Uh, come disagreements between Republicans and Democrats, and we're certainly seeing that take place, even at the expense of people's lives, which is the main um, the main point here with the story we're about to talk about. So I'm not sure if you guys saw this, and I'm not sure, Chris, how 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 inf- how much you saw this or read about it. Um, but you know, there's been some beef between Texas and President Biden, his administration, the Department of Justice, and uh, recently, kind of on on January 15th, this article was, or at least it was updated on January 15th, kind of around this time. There were three migrants who drowned near an area in the Rio Grande River, River where uh, Texas had denied entry to federal border agents. So um, obviously the, the headline's kind of short, but you can kind of imagine that you know these, these Texas state agents were basically denying federal agents access to the river to render aid to migrants who had been reported to be struggling. Um, and that is, of course, against federal law. And it's, it's you know, if you're uh, blocking federal agents from doing their job and uh, that's obviously illegal. You cannot do that. Federal agents take precedent. Um, but specifically, it was a, women, a woman and two children. I think the children were around 8 and 10 years old, and that was their mother. Um, and they were trying to enter the U.S. near a section of the southern border where the Texas National Guard 
had prevented federal federal border agents from processing and rescuing them. Um, so they, we kind of like the, the, what's really inhumane about this story is that these agents in Texas knew that these migrants were struggling, and they specifically did not specifically did not allow federal border agents to get there at the orders of Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Um, we wanted to rescue the migrants, or the federal agents wanted to rescue the migrants, um, and uh, they just weren't allowed to. So basically, that's the overall uh, general synopsis of the story. And it really goes to speak to like how terrible immigration or the, the, the discourse around immigration is to the point where we have like Republicans uh, allowing immigrants to die to like what prove a point um, to give a middle finger to Joe Biden. I'm not 100 percent sure. Well, yeah, no. Wow. What a first of all, great story pick. You know, you pulled it up. I um, I'd obviously like heard about this, but I have actually unfortunately not done much reading or had much of an understanding on what particularly happened here so this is fascinating especially seeing you know what you have pulled up for the people watching on youtube you know in a filing before the supreme court late monday which would have been last week or the week before the justice department said border patrol was notified by mexican officials that the three drowning had already had or the three drownings had already occurred when it asked texas officials for permission to enter the area border patrol is seeking to render aid to other migrants who were in distress so this is i was um Texas has not denied blocking Border Patrol from entering the park on Friday. So really fascinating, um, you know, first of all, fascinating about the what, you know, Governor Abbott is, is thinking here and doing, but also just tragically, tragically sad. I think, um, I mean, my first reaction to this is just the misunderstanding, I think, from people. If I could give a message to anybody listening to this, it would be, you know, that Republicans on a on a very large level are are not they do not care about the border issue. I think Harry and I have talked about and Harry, you can tell me if you disagree, but, you know, I think a lot of people agree there's an issue at the border. Um, But Republicans have purposely, you know, avoided fixing this issue um, and purposely added caveats to fixing it to try to uh, heighten the blame on Biden to score political points. You know, we saw, uh, and Harry, may you may know more about this, but, um, you know, some of the quotes from Republicans essentially admitting that we're not willing to, you know, fix this issue if, if, a, if you know, when a bill is up in Congress, we're not willing to vote on it because we don't want to give President Biden a win on this issue. You know, he's, he's polling poorly maybe, or, uh, you know, we don't want to give him a, li- a win going into election season. And this is like the same concept, this idea that like even on, you know, on TikTok Live and we debate these people, like so many people are like, what do you think about, you know, Greg Abbott sending, you know, whoever, you know, people from his state, whether they be police officers or whoever, um, to, to the border? And I'm like, you know, because he's going to step up for the people of Texas and, and protect them when Joe Biden won't. I'm like, it's just it's so gross that they they pretend to, like, care about this issue. And and, you know, t- Greg Abbott's going to take over to fix it when in reality, the whole point is um is stuff like this they just need at any cost to be able to to score political points against the Biden administration yeah and I, what's really like crazy about this story is that the republicans had been caught in a lie which is like so first of all it wasn't just these the mother and the two kids who drowned there were other migrants there were around six who were in distress uh i believe the others survived except for this mother and her two kids so there were multiple wow, I, wow that's yeah there were multiple and they were like watching them like imagine like these these Texas officials at the order of Greg Abbott are like oh yeah we know they're there 
we're just like not going to do anything about it. We're just like watching these people drown. It's horrible, Hor- horrible, just very, very sad. Um, and they were caught in a lie. Like Texas denied these claims, um, but Democratic representative from Texas, Henry Quaylar, said in a statement, kind of described how this happened and you know how federal agents. Uh, attempted to contact Texas state officials about the emergency by phone, but they were unsuccessful. Then when Border Patrol, Border Patrol agents went to the park and asked to be allowed to render aid to the migrants, they were denied. So they like tried every step to get there, and these uh, state officials in Texas were just like, no. Um, and again, as I mentioned, you know, Texas or the, you know, the Republicans claim this is not true. It's not how it happened, but the DOJ confirmed these events in court. And on top of this, a, a Customs and Border Protection official who, according to this article, wanted to remain anonymous because they were not all authorized to talk to the press, said that Quaylar's description of the events were accurate, so that they were real and that these Texas Republicans who are trying to say it didn't happen this way or that they uh, were allowed or whatever claims they're making uh, are completely false. So not only are they um, watching migrants die, then they're lying about it, getting caught in the lie, and then doubling down. It's like, it's just crazy, man, what they're doing at the border. Right. I mean, no. Insane. It's yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and if you ha- if you are familiar, and if you're not, that's okay. Like, could you? Is it possible for you to describe for people listening, like, a little bit of a background on like why, you know, someone watching or listening may say, you know, like why is why are Texas state officials at the border in the first place? Do you, can, if like if somebody asks you that, would you be able to like describe that? Yeah, I mean, I, I at the end of the day, I think it's politics. I think that's kind of like the main reason. Um, you know, at least the Republicans, like like Greg Abbott, are claiming that they're doing it to protect their border, and that you know, President Biden won't do it, so they're going to take it into their own hands. And like we're trying to save Americans and our our state and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I see, I see. Your, I'm sorry, I see your cat. In the thing. <laughs> your shadow, Chris's cat. Yeah. Uh, they're basically trying to claim that it's just like. You know, like they're trying to do it, but obviously it's politics, right? Like border patrol are have the most the most resources and are most qualified to deal with things at the border. They have um, endless amounts of money to be able to process these migrants and do and and, and render aid when necessary. Because again, just because they look different than us doesn't mean that they're not humans. Um, and uh, you know, but you know, Greg Abbott wants to you know get a win. He wants to show his Republican base that he's willing to take action on the border. When in reality, you know, we've seen the Republican Party. Uh, unable and unwilling to do so. So I'd say it's just politics. I mean, that's all and, it is. Right, right. And the, and and my understanding here is that that the Texas, like, <clears throat> state patrol, for example, doesn't even have like, you know, they were talking about like they would, you know, protect or like if if they were at the border and, and watched uh, um, somebody come through the border, they don't have the legal authority. To then arrest that person and and go about that process, like is that correct? Is that is that correct thinking? Yeah, that's that's my understanding. Um, again, a lot of this is federal. Like the the borders are federal because they stretch uh, across multiple states, uh, and obviously the federal government has jurisdiction over like federal waterways, which is you know the Rio Grande is um, and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, no, I mean Texas is just absolutely overstepping their boundaries. They're constructing buoys, which are unconstitutional. You're not allowed. States are not allowed to build in federal waterways without authorization or in some capacity like that, without the federal government doing it. Um, they're erecting uh, a barbed wire and, um, you know, along, along the border of Texas. And basically that barbed wire has become a problem because it's also hurting the federal officials ability to do their job. So not only is it making harder to come in, 
Uh, but you know, when federal officials need to go go over the wire, they can because it's like hard and it's going to hurt them very badly. Um, so no, I mean Texas is just completely overstepping their 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 uh, authority, and it's all politics. It's all politics. The Republicans don't want to address the border. They want it to remain a problem. We see that right now, all wrapped up in Congress. And Greg Abbott is no um, no exception to the rule. So, yeah, no, dude. Wow, it's it's a um, <clears throat> it's a, it's a powerful story, and I think just like the thought that um, you know, again, and I and I made like a video, not around this topic, but kind of similarly, like Republicans play politics with people's lives all the time. It just seems to be a consistent theme, um, and. I've even in the video, I was like, you know, and people have mentioned even never Trumpers who are people who maybe are even at some of these, you know, obviously, if you've been if you guys have been watching, you know, Republican, um, the primaries are heating up, you know, people at those events saying, you know, if Nikki Haley was a candidate, I'd vote for Nikki Haley. But um, if if Donald Trump was a candidate, I'd vote for Joe Biden. Um, even some some of these people who I may staunchly disagree with, it's, it's just this this idea that at all levels fundamentally, including immigration, it's like one party stands for something and one party stands for nothing, uh, and they just consistently uh, play politics with people's lives all the time, and 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 people lose their lives, and I just think it's it's so it's 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 tragic that um, a story like that in today's politics goes, you know. Kind of under the radar in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I think that um, not only does it go under the radar, but I actually posted a video about this. And obviously this is very anecdotal. doesn't speak for the entire Republican Party. But the majority of the comments were, well, why is Biden letting them over? It's not like, oh, well, why did Texas officials watch these people drown? They knew they were in distress and they didn't do anything. It's like, oh, well, Biden has the border open, which of course is not true. And I think that like uh, politics aside, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't really care what uh, political belief you are, whether you're Democrat, Republican, Independent. Um, just because there's obviously a problem at the border, just because the immigration system is broken, doesn't mean we start dehumanizing migrants to the point where we're like, we watch them die or we cheer it or, um, you know, Republicans have used them as pawns like DeSantis or Abbott busing them to Democrat cities or busing them outside of Vice President Kamala Harris's house for what? So they can obviously score political points. People are not pawns. They're not political points. Um, and they're not to be dehumanized just because they come from a different country or uh, they look different than us. They pray different than us. Than they love different from, than us. Um, but that's kind of the Republican mantra with immigration right now. And, and, and you're seeing it right now. This is the right. perfect example. Right, right. Exactly. I'm like, again, like I think just like the most common misunderstanding being that like Biden in, in, in almost every way up to this point has has tried every single uh, you know possible way for him to work on the border because you know again uh, contrary to what a lot of republicans may believe that you know being here in kennesaw georgia you know uh a lot a lot of uh some a lot of more people from north georgia very heavy you know trump district marjorie taylor green district in some ways you know it's often a conversation in person where it's you know Biden does not care about the border. He won't do anything. And it's just so fascinating to me that Republicans have been able to spin this issue of, uh, you know, it's just the most common misconception that he has tried to do everything. And um, Republicans aren't going to help him in Congress. He only has so much authority, you know, via executive orders or, or allocating funding to certain places. And at the end of the day, this isn't a problem with Biden policy or something drastic that has changed via policy at the border. We are just seeing a mass influx of people.
Mm. Um, and so yet yeah, some it's 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 disheartening to see to see again one party. I, I just feel like I'm going to reiterate this over and over again until 2024. One party standing for something, and one party standing for nothing. And to your point, quickly, you know, you said um, like you have you have governors t- talking about this or or busing people to places like New York. You know, you live in New York City, or you know, or Kamala Harris's house in the cold and the freezing. But I think uh, maybe it was uh, Gavin Newsom who brought this up. Like, like, like Ron DeSantis, for example, who just today dropped out of the presidential race. Thank God. Yeah. Um, was talk, you know, often like says I'm going to be strong on immigration. He's he's put, like has a big foot in this like immigration talk. And like you're you're in Florida, <laughs> like you're not even like a, this is how ridic- this is how ridiculous this is that I just don't think this isn't talked about. It's like. How are we letting Ron De- someone like Ron DeSantis or some of these like Republican players or governors or representatives who represent like the middle of fucking Iowa? It's like you why why do you have any authority to be like and like in a main person, a main player in this like in this like oh I know how to handle the border like Ron DeSantis like buddy Florida is not a border state no. <laughs> like why would why would, why do you it's just like it's it seems like very hypocritical hypocritical to me at points no it is really funny like like governors um republican governors from states that are like in northern united states have visited the border and they're like we you know yeah. or i'm going to take action to stop this what are you going to do what what are you going to yeah it's, what are you going to do in iowa what are you going to do in south dakota yeah it's what are you going to well what? exactly do that yeah, exactly. That's what uh, that's. I think that's what Gavin Newsom said when he like tore DeSantis apart on mm. on Fox, where he was like, DeSantis was like, uh, you know, I'm 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 gonna be tough on the border, and and uh, Newsom was like, buddy, you're not you're not even a border state. Like, I, I'm a border state. You're not even a border state. Like, what are you going on about? So anyway, I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, um, and good good story there. Good, yeah, yeah, good yeah. pick. And I just and last thing I'll well, actually, say on actually this. very very. very Sorry, there's a little bit of a delay. Um, I, I'm so sorry about that. I will say good pick, but very, very, very tragic and sad. It's, it's also what I meant. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, it definitely, it's very, that's the point of it. I mean, I think it's like, it is very tragic and sad and is the reality. And the last thing I'll say about this, and as you've, if you've been in my TikTok lives or Chris's, you probably heard us say this a, a thousand times, and I think Chris kind of touched on here as well, is that Democrats and Joe Biden have consistently tried to address the border. We've known that there's been problems at the border for decades now, Biden said, for over 10 years, I've thought recently, he said, for over 10 years, I've thought that there's problems at the border, right? So on day one of Biden's presidency, introduced an immigration bill, Republicans blocked it. He asked for $14 billion for border security, Republicans blocked it. Biden's right now negotiating a bipartisan deal with the Republican senators on the border. So it's not just like a liberal bill that Republicans are rejecting because it's against their ideology. No, 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 it's both parties getting involved, trying to do the right thing, trying to solve an issue. House Republicans won't do it because Donald Trump is behind the scenes trying to coordinate them to vote against it, which is not my theory. Mike Johnson said it on Fox News the other day. So when you're thinking about the border, if you want solutions, elect more Democrats. You might be thinking, well, like, you know, I don't feel like the border is getting any better under Joe Biden. But it's like for real action to change, we need Congress. And right now the House is Republican. So vote for for Democrats. And I promise that with – you know the right numbers we'll get some stuff done here and on a variety of different issues we just you know anyway right no 100 well well said appreciate that harry um <clears throat> appreciate that a lot um so let's uh let's go to my story surprise me man i'm gonna pull this up i'm surprised well 
I think you're going to know someone about it, but I, I wanted to touch on it. I thought it could be a fascinating discussion, and um, it's not really a whole article to read. It's just I'm going to pull it up just because I, uh, just because I can. Wait, okay. I'm so sorry. My computer got angry at me for uh, trying to do that. Let me try that again. There we go. Can you see this? It's loading. Technical difficulties is real. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I can see it now. Here we are. So Nikki Haley, in her own words, you know, this is a little bit of an article about what she said, but, quote, America has never been a racist country, unquote. Now, you know, if, if uh, to get caught up here just for a second, I'm going to talk for a second. Um, you know, obviously, we saw Ron DeSantis drop out today, you know, very, very poor performance from DeSantis. Nikki Haley seems to be doing well in the polls. Donald Trump is kind of polling better than he ever has. Uh, and now it's this kind of quote unquote face off between, you know, Haley and um, Donald Trump going toward um, New Hampshire. Um, you know, it, this I, I think in Harry, both in Harry and I's opinion is not going to be is not going to be close. The uh, Republic, the face of the Republican Party is Donald Trump. Um, so important to note here. But this is a, a fascinating discussion from someone who has, has gained a lot of popularity where recently, very recently, in the last few days, uh, you know, that we're recording this on, on January 21st. It's being published on January 22nd. You know, this this just happened just a few days ago. Um, and, and she was asked on, on Fox News, you know, are you involved in a racist party? And her exact quote, um, her exact quote from Fox was, we're not a racist country, Brian. We've never been a racist country. Um, and that got quite a bit of, of heat, um, you know. Later saying, our goal is to make sure, or, or uh, maybe during this, after she said we've never been a racist country, our goal is to make sure today is better than yesterday. Are we perfect? No. But our goal is to always make sure we try and be more perfect uh, every day that we can. I know I faced racism when I was growing up, but I can tell you today is a lot better than it was. Our goal is to lift up everybody, not go and divide people on race or gender or party or anything else. We've had enough of that in America. And then a spokesperson for uh, Nikki Haley said later, and I'll just read part of this, and you can go check out the uh, CNN article if you'd like. Uh, I'll, pro I'll link it in the description, both Harry and I's articles. Um, if you're watching on Spotify, you can just hit the information for the episode or YouTube, the description. Um, quote, America has always had racism, but America has never been a racist country. The liberal media always fails to get that distinction. Uh, and I thought this would be something interesting to bring up for a second. Then I want to play you a video of someone on CNN responding to this that I thought was just in like in 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 so many words words that I can't describe, especially being a, a white male. Um, this is this was a, a very powerful response to something Nikki Haley said by someone on CNN that I that I really liked. So I'll play that. But just just for a second here. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, ended I have I have an ad playing in, my, in the background here. It's it, uh, uh -oh. it scared me. But regardless of that, um, yeah, this this stirred up a lot of a lot of stuff. And and I think it's it's interesting because Nikki Haley, you know, herself is a minority woman, um, running in a in a party that that very much does not believe in racism. She has made comments in the past about how she has experienced excessive racism especially growing up uh we i uh you know you can go read about some of the things she said about i think you know being in beauty pageants or or such where you know um she was supposed to put i don't know something about how she has experienced clear like excessive racism in the past and i want to get like your just immediate take because i never talked to you in private about this as i pull up this video 
Yeah, wow. I mean, I, I think my immediate take is um, that's insane. That's uh, a complete whitewashing of history. Um, but it's very on, on brand for the Republicans. I think that anybody that's passed high school history, especially high school American history, will know how racist America has been historically. And that doesn't mean that we don't try to be better every day. No doubt. But you have to acknowledge the reality of our past, which is we had slavery. We had Jim Crow. Um, we had Japanese internment camps, you know, a variety of very, very racist times in our history. And uh, those are horrific things. And we have to learn from those things and make sure that racism, to the best of our ability, is removed from society entirely. Um, but that starts by acknowledging the truth. You can't just uh, gloss over it and pretend it didn't happen. You'll be okay. So it's just disgusting, um, and I, I think it's it's perfectly in line with the DeSantis and the other Republicans who are trying to ban books on these topics. I mean, they just don't want it to be taught. They don't want it to be known. Right, right, and even like DeSantis and other um, – that's well said. I, even DeSantis and other uh, Republicans kind of backed what she said, and, and this is a video um, from someone on CNN. It actually comes from my TikTok. I'm shamelessly like plugging here, but I, I it's the easiest way for me to get to the uh, – actual video actually i'm not sure if this is going to play in this format harry i think let's see can you see this uh have we decided if this plays in this form it does i can hear i don't think i need to respond to that in fact i think instead you should listen to this I'm surprised at that because that's part of our proud history as Republicans, the fight against slavery. Can I just say something, though? I mean, we talk about this as if it is the past. We are looking at, we've covered stories where people have died, have been killed because of racism. Jacksonville, Florida, the Dollar Tree shooting. I mean, this is happening right now. And this is not just the black community, right? You, you, the Japanese internment. I mean, those families and descendants are still here. My last name is Alford, not because my family chose that last name. That is the name of the slaveholding family that owned us. I know the plantation that we are from in South Carolina, and I am here. My father desegregated the school. He remembers those things. So why do we have to talk about it as if it is past? This is right now. The pain is real. The survivors of racism, we are here, right? And so if you don't have a message around that, that talks about the future, that talks about the present, you cannot leave this country. So there is, um, there's more to that clip. There's, there's another couple minutes. Um, I, 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 that's kind of the shortened version. Again, if you want to check it out, I'll see if I can uh, leave a leave a leave a link to that. But I thought that was that was very powerful, and again, like brings up to your point about like a lot of the misunderstanding. Specifically, one of the things you said is like this was like, or you said something similar to this of like, you know you're whitewashing history you're ignoring the facts you can continue to recognize we've gotten better while recognizing a lot of people's pain especially pain that is so incredibly recent and this is like the thing that seems to never you know people don't seem to understand is you know as as a country we have just just recently um you know gotten to the point where desegregation or you know we abolished slavery and then desegregation jim crow laws in the south i mean the the first woman to to desegregate a school um in in uh you know at, oh, this is gonna this is gonna this is gonna i, I don't want to get the state wrong but ruby bridges for example i think is always the example that i'd bring up and i'm gonna make sure i want to say it's louisiana um but uh ruby bridges right now um you know she was the first african-american child to desegregate an elementary school at six years old um and this was 
I, okay, maybe this was. Um, I'm so sorry. Uh, Louisiana. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Louisiana. Um, you know, she she desegregated an elementary school in Louisiana, six years old, and she was escorted in by you know agents essentially to to make this happen. And you know, to this day, she is uh, currently that makes her sixty nine years old. Sixty nine years old. So crazy. like, this is someone who's like very much alive and and remembers that like you know my my um my parents being 60 years old and then on my dad's side you know uh having one grandparent still alive but that's you know all of them 90 or pushing 90 plus i mean they they grew up watching you know in any given situation they could have grown up that age grew up watching people drink from different races drink from different water fountains. I mean, this is not something that is so in the past that like quote unquote liberals keep bringing it up to like, you know, divide us. This is stuff that like, I'm sure Ruby Bridges, uh, who's an activist now still very much thinks about on a daily basis. I mean, that, that think of, think of your memories as six or seven growing up in America and hers is being the first, you know, one of the first young, young African-American women to desegregate a, an elementary school in, in Louisiana. I mean, that's, traumatizing dude like and that's such a good point i think a lot of people don't recognize that with when it comes when we're talking about race in the united states like the the civil rights era was not that long ago well well under 100 years ago kind of ended around like 1960s you might make that argument um some people think it ended later some people you know it's kind of up for debate but like you know civil rights act voting rights act passed in 1965 kind of area at that time like that was not that long ago it really wasn't the brown v board where you know desegregation happened in schools not that long ago mid 20th century um and you know a lot of those people who were against that case or um you know against uh desegregation are still alive you know they're still living they're still they're still around uh so it just shows you that like racism has been in the united states for a long time very recently obviously there's still racism in the united states in a variety of ways um and for a presidential candidate, someone who wants to represent every American in the United States and every state to – and even someone who, who her, she herself has experienced racism, to not acknowledge that reality is disgusting. You want to be president? You don't want to acknowledge American history? I mean what are we doing? What do you want to score political points? Is that why? Like, I mean come on, man. We're so right. much better well, than again, this. Yeah. Right, exactly. And it's, it's this idea that like there is no – there is no – like free flowing just in, in general to step away from that for just one second, but talk kind of broadly about it is, you know, there is no flow of ideas in the Republican party anymore. Like and I talk to people again in person, I bring this up all the time or even on live who say, Oh, well, I don't really like, I'm a Republican, but I don't really like subscribe to like a lot of the MAGA movement or like I see it as fringe, but like <laughs> Donald Trump is, polling better than he ever has like we're talking about a guy who on his best polls like would be leading the rest of the republican primary field by 50 points this is not fringe this is who the republican party is and if you do not bow down to the general idea of whatever trump wants or the MAGA movement or this like racism doesn't exist is one example of many ideas in america you're just not allowed to be in the party we will kick you out so oh, yeah. even if nikki haley doesn't believe that um she doesn't have a chance to be president in that party if she doesn't say it i mean i you know i i think again you look at the other party there can be a, a, a wide range of 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 ideas for different things between you know even democrats who who run for positions of office but in the republican party it has gotten so 
staunch to this. Like, you're going to fall in line and toe the line of MAGA and being extreme in these ways, uh, or you're just not you're not going to be a part of this system. You're not going to be a part of this party. Oh, yeah. And that, it's actually ironic that you say that today, of all days, the day that DeSantis dropped out. Because around a week ago, DeSantis said, you could be the worst Republican in the United States of America if you kiss the ring. Donald Trump will say you're wonderful. And DeSantis today kissed the ring. Nikki Haley probably is going to when she inevitably drops out. Um, and you're right. You're right. If you're not in line with the MAGA cult, I know you're much nicer about this. You don't like to call it a cult. I call it a cult. Um, if you're not in line with the MAGA cult, you will be extradited. You're gone. I mean, look at Chris Christie. Chris Christie, he just stood up to Donald Trump. You know, he was a, f- a fan of him in 2016, you know, all that good stuff. Now he's anti-Trump. He is conservative as they come, and he is, you know, he pulled like 1% in the Republican Party. He pulled 2%, dropped out of the presidential race, uh, along with Asa Hutchinson, you know, anti-Trump Republican, a former governor of Arkansas, very, very conservative, extradited. He will probably never hold major office in the Republican Party again. That's who they are. Well, yeah, that's what uh, that's our inside joke right there is the uh, the Republican dungeon, man. You don't you don't. There's so many people who who exist who are like major players in politics. Like Hutchinson is one of them who existed in like I always think of like people like um, like Mitt Romney or like Paul Ryan, um, who like you kind of you know get into like this like anti. You maybe still want to be kind of involved in politics, but you get into like this like you're you basically criticize the guy. You're like I don't like Trump. You're gone. No one even knows what you oh, do yeah. anymore. How do you make money? Nobody knows. When you don't see you, I don't know what you do. I don't even know. I people forget about you because you get sent to what I call the dungeon. The Republicans lock you up. Oh, They're like, yep, you're not allowed to. You're not. You're never doing anything in this party ever again. Goodbye. It's crazy. Like Mitt, dude, Mitt Romney, 2012 nominee for president. John McCain, American war hero, veteran, de- decorated veteran, former senator from Arizona. Uh, you know, a presidential candidate in 2008. Both of these gentlemen, sadly McCain has passed, but both of these gentlemen are considered rhinos. They're considered outside of the party. Um, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and they're and, in the dungeon. Right. And exactly. And like, right, exactly. And like, it, you know, it, it's it's just incredibly sad. Like, like John McCain being like so, such like a well-respected person. Like one of my favorite clips all time of him is like him standing up to someone running against Barack Obama and, you know, saying you know, Barack Obama's a family man. Someone said, you know, I don't want to vote. I'm scared about Obama being president because I don't want a Muslim to be president. He cuts cuts her off and says, you know, I, Obama and I may have our disagreements, but, you know, Obama's a true family man. I, he's a good friend of mine. You know, we're not going to say those things. Like, oh, John McCain's like, and like you said, war hero, uh, POW, um, like truly a respectable guy and this party has like shunned him into like you know he's just it's uh, it's gross this coming out of my mouth a lot of ways but he's trash yeah i mean and it's just exactly even like regardless of what mitt rom regardless of what mitt romney what uh what actual power he holds the reality is the power is none he gets no media appearances he he does nothing nobody hears from him because it's just he's just on the back burner man he's on the back burner yeah and And even like marjorie taylor green is probably probably saying stuff that is she could never even conceive of believing in, but she wants you know vice president so bad that she's gonna fuck up my state of Georgia for it. Yeah, I, I actually don't know if you saw this, um, but like on McCain, Trump recently made fun of him at a rally he was speaking at. I don't know if you saw this clip, but he basically said uh, the day I'm sure you remember, and for the folks listening, the day that McCain voted against repealing Obamacare when there was no replacement, you know, 20 plus million Americans would have been kicked off their insurance auto- insurance automatically. McCain voted against it and. 
his famous vote, he just stuck out his arm and put his thumb down. And everybody in the Senate gasped and all that stuff. And Trump, you know, on his, on this happened under the Trump presidency, and Trump on a tirade in a recent rant at a rally said, was making fun of McCain, saying, well, why didn't he lift his arm that day? He just stuck it out and put his thumbs down. Why, why didn't he lift his arm? Like, he, can he not do it? Kind of stuff like that. And then once you kind of read into McCain and his history, you know why. Uh, McCain was a prisoner of war in northern Vietnam when he was serving, and he was tortured so badly, uh, specifically having his shoulder fractured with the butt of a gun, that he became permanently disabled, couldn't put his arms above his head for the rest of his life, couldn't do it, both arms. And, and Trump is making fun of him for it. Um, and that's a war hero. It's a decade, decorated war hero that has the uh, ad- admiration and respect of both parties. You know, Chris and I are liberals, and we respect the hell out of John McCain for you know, his service, even if we might disagree politically um, uh, with the late veteran. Um, but that's the Republican Party nowadays. If you, don't, if you don't fall in line, they will make fun of you even if you serve this country. It's crazy. Wow. I mean, that's powerful. I, I did not see that clip of him saying that. That's, um, that's wow. I mean, that's, um, I, obviously I know that he's, you know, said multiple things about McCain's specifically in private. Um, but I, I did not know that he said something about him recently. That's, um, that's just, it's, it's sad, man. It's so sad. I think like, it's, it's interesting. I don't even know. I, I think I lost words there. I just, wow. Yeah, it's, tough. it's terrible. It's terrible. And I think that kind of like connects, you know, back to that Haley clip. Maybe you know, I think that, I think there is a possibility that Haley does not believe that in her heart of hearts. I really do. I think that yeah. it is. It's it's entirely Absolutely. possible that she believes deep down that obviously America was a racist country. I mean, any logical person, anybody that's studied America and our history, would obviously acknowledge that at some point, um, and depending on who you are and what you argue, that America has been racist. Many times, many times in our history, and many would argue that it still persists today, which I think you know, Chris and I would agree that there is a lot of racism in the United States. No logical person can say otherwise. But when Haley is trying to be the Republican nominee in a party that still admires Donald Trump and every word he says, she is um, you know, one of these Republicans that will give up the truth and give up her self-respect to, for power. And you see that so often yeah. in the matter no, of the Republican yeah. Party. It's it's one hundred percent. Yeah, I think there's a a, a very good chance, a, a, a very very good chance that she she doesn't believe the words coming out of her mouth. And I think it's um it's sad. I, I think like again like to, to, <laughs> what you know people say we aren't we are a racist country. Aren't we've never been a racist country. I think the reality is like um, systemic racism has existed, still very much exists. And a lot of to your point is you know a lot of the people. Um, who have a lot of important roles in this country who were alive during decisions like Brown v. Board, who, you know, were very, you know, at some of these rallies were very staunch against a lot of these movements. Um, they, uh, they still have important positions. So I think it's just, it's disappointing to, uh, to, to, uh, to hear, uh, and like the woman on CNN said, to hear a, a, a presidential candidate who can't recognize, you know, we need someone who can recognize and be a, be some, be a leader for all. So, um, yeah, there's one more point I was going to make there about just like the Republican Party as a whole just saying outrageous things just to um, just just lying when I, there, I, I guess I forgot. Maybe I'll come back to it. But again, to your point, I think there's so many people in the Republican Party, whether you want to accept it or not, that know they're lying all the time, um, know they're saying outrageous things and uh, they they do not care uh, and they also don't have a choice if they want a job. So, 
unfortunately. Yeah, man. And that's, oh, bro. Like, this is where it's like, this is why 2024 oh, is so right. Important. That's where I'm Right, right. And one more thing I think that kind of comes to real quick. The um, Joe Walsh, who I mm. actually recently, like, I, Joe Walsh is a, is a former Republican who ran for president. Uh, I, I, I have a lot of respect for Joe Walsh. Uh, lately, over the last like ninety days, I've I've lost a fair bit of respect, and it kind of it really infuriates me now. Although he is very much a never Trumper, really conservative, and I really disagree with him on some of the conservative things, but very much you know very anti-Trump, which is good. But you know he he served as as a congressman, and he often says like he tweets at people, which I really like all the time. Um, people like Tim Scott mm. or um, people like. Uh, you know, he's tweeted a couple of people like this, but Tim Scott's like the one that comes to mind most. He's like, I know you personally. Like, I, I know you, and I used to talk to you, and I know you don't believe what's coming out of your mouth. Like, I know you don't believe that Trump's the best choice for America. I know you don't believe half the stuff you said on the campaign trail. Like, he'll quote specific tweets and be like, I know you personally, and you do not believe this, and but you've sold out. You've sold out to to, to your country, to to the MAGA movement, and it's just so so gross. Dude, that's a hundred percent right. And you know who else does that? Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, two Republicans Liz that served Cheney. on the right. January yeah. 6th committee. They, right. they will come for people's throats on Twitter. Like I, I've seen Adam Kinzinger do the same thing with Republicans being like, I've literally talked to you about this exact topic, and you said the opposite thing a week ago. And now you're out publicly saying That's Trump crazy. is the best. Trump is this. And you know, he, especially with the Jan- with the insurrection, he's come for people as well. Where these Republicans are saying, "Oh, it was, it was peaceful. There was so much love that day." I mean, what are you talking? No, people were walking around the Capitol, and Adam Kinzinger would be like. I saw you running for your life. You know what I mean? I saw you sprinting. Yeah, right. Well, that's the um, that's the uh, right. Exactly. I think that's like going to be. I would like to post a video about this. The um, you know, I guess it's it's kind of um, heating up that Trump's vice president pick will be um, will be uh, Stefanik. Please help. Please help. Yes. Yes. Elise Stefanik. Uh, and there's a picture. Yes, Elise Stefanik. There's a picture of her. You know. Um, there's she calls you know the January sixth, uh, the people arrested for January sixth, the January sixth insurrectionists, the people who broke the law and should serve their time. She calls them J six hostages. Well, there's a there's a picture of her uh, when the J six hostages are are trying to break into the house floor, uh, and every you know she's bending down, hiding um, under I guess what what would be one of the um, I'm not sure what you call that, but she's essentially bending over, hiding as, you know, um, Secret Service is drawing their guns. But no, but she's hiding from the J6 hostages, right? Mm. I'm sure in that moment she felt like she was hiding. It's just, it's like you're such a sellout. It's crazy. And if she's the nominee, that picture will be uh, everywhere. I mean, and it should be. Everywhere. And and that goes for like anybody, any current member of Congress, whether you're a Republican senator or Republican House member. Uh, their pictures from wherever they were on January 6th should be shared everywhere the moment they're picked and they accept the um, the choice to be Trump's VP. Because uh, all of these Republicans 100%. will run for their lives on January 6th. They'll privately acknowledge that Trump is responsible for their in- the insurrection and then gladly accept his offer to be on the ticket from the man who, who tried to kill them. <laughs> it's crazy, right. bro. It's 100%. Just, it's crazy. It's insane. Well, listen, uh, good conversation today. I think, um, guys, real quick, you know, we, we've, we've been away from the podcast for four, five, six weeks now, however long. Um, we appreciate you so much tuning in, still being willing to tune in. If you're new here, again, like we, uh, we, very, we are on, you know, TikTok a whole lot, Twitter a whole lot, threads a whole lot if, if you want to check us out. And you can always email us at the uh, email below, which is 
questions at cmhsunplugged.com. We'd like to get into a mode where you know we do a couple of these stories, chop it up about politics, uh, maybe talk about some of our content throughout the week, and then I want to answer questions. I really want to answer questions again, so uh, feel free to email us, and I will just pick a bunch of questions. You know, I'll try to get to, to as many questions as I can. Uh, we will next week to uh, to answer for you guys at the end of the episode, which I think will be really fun. Uh, and we'll get back into the groove. Uh, we were joking in the beginning. Uh, it, it's it's hard under lights. Podcasting can be a little bit of a different thing. So I know we may be a little rusty right now, but we're certainly excited. Very excited to get back into it. We have some big stuff planned for you guys. Um, and yeah, uh, I think I think that's probably going to wrap up episode 22 uh, here. If if once again we want to remind each and every one of you. Um, that we love you and we care about you and we appreciate all your support, everyone's support. The amount of hoodies I've sent out have been incredible, especially the people coming from tick onto TikTok Live and talking about um, our podcast. It means a lot. Mm. Um, and yeah, like I said, links to uh, all the socials will be in the description. And Harry and I's DMs are always open if you guys ever uh, want to chat. So Harry, any, any final words? No, just aside from the fact that we, of course, appreciate you guys so much and thank you for being here. Yeah, one, 100%. We'll go ahead and end it there. We will be back next week, one uh, Monday at 1 p.m. And again, if you're watching this on YouTube or you're on Apple Podcasts or you're on uh, Spotify or you're on, you know, whatever, just know that we are on literally every platform. So if you prefer to switch, if you prefer to listen to us on video, you can switch to YouTube. If you prefer to listen to us on audio, you can switch to Spotify. If you prefer to listen to us on a different audio platform, you can go find us literally anywhere else um, if that makes it easier for you. And uh, we'll go ahead and... Uh, Leave it off there. We'll see you next week, Monday, 1 o'clock, and we'll see a lot of you guys on TikTok. We appreciate you. We love you, and have a good one.